The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Welcome to episode 11 of Two Millennials, One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable, and as you could tell from the intro music, we're going to do something a little bit different this week. My co-host, Abby, and I, uh, we're extremely busy at present time, as it is a busy time of year, so we're going to take the week off, and we're going to run a previously unreleased episode that was recorded around the inception of this show. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everybody to please subscribe to this podcast and give us five stars and all the ratings and share us with your friends. Uh, This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever you get your podcasts. Please feel free to download, subscribe, and rate us. We appreciate all of the support that you've given us thus far. So as I said previously, we're going to run an unreleased episode centering around high school dances. Hope you enjoy. Today's episode, we'll be discussing high school dances. In the school newspaper, a student wrote an article called Make High School Dances Great Again, and it caused a fervor. A ruckus. A ruckus. So, special guest today. We're actually going to have the author of this article here, and we're going to discuss her views and why it set the school ablaze. So, we'll start with you, Abby. Uh, Just off the cuff, what's your uh, feel on high school dances? High school dances, senior year, have been pretty lackluster. Um, Didn't go to winter formal because I decided to go to the movies with my significant other instead. What movie? Uh, Daddy's Home or Mm. something like that. The one with Will Ferrell. I don't know which is worse, a high school dance or a Will Ferrell movie. Accurate. Wasn't my pick. Okay. Back to your story. Sorry. Um, Because, like, the the music at Homecoming was just so terrible and boring and being around that many hot, sweaty teenagers is... Not how I would choose to spend my evenings. But my freshman year, they were definitely a lot different than they are senior year because people would show up intoxicated or high or would take clothes off. So do you feel that since that's not happening now, that has made the dance experience for you as a high schooler worse? Or is there some other feature that is making your high school dances senior year not so great? I think people expect so much because of how people reacted my earlier years of high school, that it's just kind of a letdown, and so they drag the dances, making everyone expect the dances to suck, and so expectations kind of get fulfilled because people go into it expecting that it's going to suck. And then it does. And then it does. So do you think it would get fixed? Is it an easy enough fix where like, hey, this dance is going to be fun. We all change our view on it. No. What specific features? Is it how you're controlled at a dance? Is it how it's set up? Is it music? Like what What do you think the typical high schooler would cite as? As the problem? Sure. Uh, first of all, I think it's really awkward because the teachers stand around in a circle and just kind of we're in the middle and... We're just doing our thing, but we don't want to be judged because the teachers are on the outside just staring at us, which I don't know how else you would es- like escort, not escort, chaperone, chaperone, yeah. chaperone a dance, but I feel like that's an awkward way to do it. And then also the music isn't completely awful. There are some nice throwback songs mixed in with some newer stuff, but there's not a variety and sometimes there's weird country songs that no one knows how to dance to because they're not fast or slow they're just an odd tempo and so there's a mixture there should be a mixture of slow dances and fast dance songs but we kind of don't achieve that just thinking back to my high school dances out of all the things in my life 
from when I was your age to now, so a span of a decade. Um, I've changed almost every opinion and belief <laughs> and literally every part of my being has changed since that moment, except for my hatred of high school dances. That has maintained pretty constant. And I regret every day that I picked a career where I'm still subjected to high school dances because I am that teacher on the outside awkwardly standing there while you guys are in a herd, a sweaty like, ball. What else disgusting. is there to do? As a chaperone? Yeah. Yeah, there's really nothing to do. Yeah, my high school dances were similarly bad. I went to hardly any of them for that reason. We were big on doing alternative things. I know you guys do some of that too, of having like an alternative prom or I believe it's called pram. Oh or something yeah, pram. Here. Yes. We didn't have as many dances first off. We had two per year, maybe a third one sometimes, but we had homecoming and we had prom. We didn't have this court warming stuff. Our courts didn't need warmed. I don't even know what that is, honestly. Can you explain court warming to me? Well, did you have football? Yeah, we had football. Okay, so Where do you think I'm from? Well, I don't know. Smaller towns. <laughs> like a one-room schoolhouse? Yeah. No. <laughs> my, my hometown is similarly sized to this town. I feel like it's just that winter sports need recognition. Okay, so that's what core warming's for? I guess. It's like the homecoming equivalent for winter sports. Wrestling and and all the other winter sports also get recognized. At core warming. At core warming. Gotcha. All right, so back to what I was saying. We didn't have that many dances. Obviously, student council has a big say in what dances are and how they're constructed and that type of thing. I'm sure Abby can speak to this as well as she's currently on student council and I was on student council when I was in high school. No matter what, the themes were always terrible. Yes. <laughs> my my four years of high school, we ran a continual homecoming theme of princess. What? Uh, and it was some variation on princess for four straight years. And I don't get it. Like I, I get why it happened. You get a, a strong enough click in student council that like are really passionate about princesses. That's what you get. But as a 15, 16, 17 year old male, wasn't getting on that. Yeah, it was pretty lame. So we had alternative things. Uh, we tried to pass lumberjack theme, uh, not once, but twice. You would. Think about it. Flannel everything. And it got shot down every time. So we just decided, okay, we're not going to participate in the school dance. We're going to have our own. And we actually had a lumberjack theme homecoming <laughs> week and dance. And it was pretty awesome. We wore flannel every day. We ate flapjacks a lot in the mornings. Oh and it like caught on pretty well. And instead of the dance, we had this giant lumberjack party where we chopped some wood and we stayed up all night and ate <laughs> a giant lumberjack breakfast in the morning. So we like hijacked it and the dance didn't have a good turnout because they were all at our party instead. But We were all at Lumberjack Fest. We tried to do different themes. Like I think we had a tropical theme for courtrooming one time because it was some like it hot. And Clever. so we put hula stuff and parrots everywhere and, and no one really did anything with that. And then we also tried to do one, one theme was court cooling, which... How, how the heck are you supposed to dress up for court cooling? Interesting concept. But yeah, what do you wear, like a coat? We tried to turn winter dance into a blacklight themed hmm. thing last year. And everyone was supposed to wear like t-shirts and shorts and that didn't happen. So is it an execution thing? Like you guys do have good ideas and they're just not executed correctly? I showed up in t-shirt and shorts, but I think the problem is is communication. I could tweet it out. I could put it on Snapchat. I could put it on all those social medias, but it wouldn't reach the students that like, don't use those things or aren't connected with me. Fair enough. As a teacher, my views of dances have just got even worse. It feels like we become hyper aware of the kids grinding and taking their clothes off and stuff, which clearly is not school appropriate. It's a response of that control 100%. We know the harder we clamp down on you guys, like the more you want to 
Oh, yeah. Rebel. And that's my problem with it is we have decided to clamp down more. So now you have kids showing up sloshed and who knows what, like getting high and coming in, that type of thing, which I would prefer not to happen whatsoever. At the same time, I don't know how to make dances more fun. So you don't feel like you need to drink a whole bunch and show up and like drive a vehicle there, that type of thing. That is a concern. Like we try to clamp down on uncouth behavior and it actually bites us. Things get progressively worse. Or no one comes, which is a vote for just abolish all dances, which half of me, and I'm pretty empty and dead and cynical, is down with. Just have prom. What if we turn homecoming into like a morp? Can you explain the morp concept? So it's the it's the exact opposite of prom. So everyone shows up like super informal after the homecoming football game so that the football players just got done with their game and everybody's hype still and it's just a, a spirit thing. And then we can throw frisbees in football and just chill out on the field under the lights without having to worry about oh my gosh, do I have a date? And what am I going to wear? And everybody just hangs out. So just like a fun, safe party. Yeah. As a potential chaperone, that would be more enjoyable, that I could be outside opposed to in a sweaty, sweaty cafeteria. You could even participate. Yeah, like throw the pigskin around. Yeah. Because <laughs> you like would fun. be a guy to do that. Yeah, I do like to throw the pigskin around. Stop. What do you think would happen if next year we're like we're only having homecoming and prom? Would there be a backlash? Would kids that didn't ever come to dances all of a sudden be up in arms about it? Probably. I think that's just the way it goes, though. Like, once we have something, we take it for granted. And then once it's taken away, everyone's like, oh, no, we wanted it, though. We were going to go. That's like a life lesson. Yeah, I'm in favor of abolishing those. I know that would upset people and have that phenomenon, but I think those could go away. They're not heavily attended. As a chaperone for those dances, typically, those are the worst Saturday nights of my life of the last six years. They are so boring. No one's there. But, like, what would we do instead? As far as what would we do as a collective or what do you guys do? Like, we take that function away. Yeah, if dances are abolished, would there be an alternative? Would we have, like, a a school-wide movie time or... That's another interesting idea. But then, like, that would facilitate people doing things in the back of the auditorium mm, because that's the fair. lights are off. And that would be harder. You'd have to have, like, a faculty member in every row. Yeah. A yardstick to get people separated and stuff. Yeah, there are going to be issues with no matter what you do. I just feel like we've kind of outgrown dances outside of prom. And I think some people have fun at dances, but for the most part, I don't know if it's worth the effort when you're only having X amount of kids attending. It's as fun as you make it. Do you feel that the high school adults, as in the teachers and staff and stuff, like we have put too much of an emphasis over the last few years about not grinding? Because I think as a rational student, you understand why we try to get that to stop. Like it's filthy. Yes. But But I know that that upsets a lot of students because they want to come there and have fun and that's what their view of fun is. I think that telling us we can't do something makes us want to do it more. And in all respects of the sense. True. If you tell me I don't, I can't push this book off the table, I want to question it and then push it off the table. Yeah. Um, so not allowing us to do something just makes us want to do it in spite of you. So if you were in my shoes or an administrator's shoes and you like walked out on the sweaty, sweaty cafeteria floor and you just see this mass of people and someone's on a table with a shirt off like it's happened a couple yeah. years ago, how do you not tell them to stop? Or how do you tell them to stop in a way that doesn't cause them to do it more? Such to the point where we changed the song. Like, oh, you're going to get down to Yeah by Usher? We will put that country song on, and you will not do that to that country song. Is there a workaround there, or is this just like a back and forth that has always existed and probably always will in modern high school society? I don't know. If they keep changing the music like that, people are going to be like, okay, we'll do it to this music anyways. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really really sure how you would combat what's going on. Do you think the high school is unreasonable? 
I think they have good intentions. I think that if they would stop, like, saying, don't grind and putting that idea in people's sure. heads, it wouldn't happen as much and there wouldn't be the want to do it as much. Because at middle school, like, that didn't happen mm-hmm. because no one was talking about That's grinding. Fair. Maybe the teachers can bring their significant others to the dance and grind and show students how, like, lucky it is. An exposure therapy. Ew, ew. That would make me so uncomfortable. Yeah, isn't that gross? But, I mean, that's the same for us teachers, like, watching your dear little students getting weird on the dance floor. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe you are a freaky, weird dancer. But, like, you're in public. you got to keep those things on the DL. (laughs) Is prom still, like, a really, really obnoxiously big deal? Yeah. Like, are people still paying, like, five, $600 for dresses and, like, worrying about their hair and tanning, like, two months ahead of time? So much. My first year dress, two other people had already worn it, and it was only $100. Of course, I was psyched to go because I get to spend the day with my significant other, and I get to do all this stuff that I don't normally get to do on a daily basis, like getting my nails done and getting my hair done. And so it's a night to feel like a princess, if you will. And so I think that that's why people make it such a big deal. But I don't necessarily get the whole $700 thing for a dress. Yeah, it was the same back in my day. Way too much emphasis on something that lasts for such a brief moment. I get what you're saying. That is kind of a big deal. And you get to be fancy and go out with your friends or your significant other and whatnot. And that did have an aspect of romanticism to it and like the uh, understanding why you're doing it since. But at the same time, definitely not worth it. Not worth it. Uh, So you went to prom your sophomore year and your junior year. Yep. And then your senior year is coming up, not your freshman year. I did not go my freshman year because my date was a sophomore. Interesting. I didn't go my freshman year either, but I did go sophomore, junior, and senior. And I'd rate them all terrible. (laughs) <laughs> Which sounds like, oh, he's bitter and complaining about high school. No, like they were fine. I'm just glad I don't have to do that anymore. I have to chaperone this year. Mm. Yeah. The big complaint from teachers is that it takes all day and you have Grand March and you have all that other junk. Whereas like winter dance, you show up at eight, maybe in an outfit that's acceptable. Like, yeah. oh, you wore sweatpants to chaperone? Cool. At prom, you can't get away with that. You have to look somewhat presentable. Uh, and it's just like really long. Some teachers are going to be there anyways just to see students. Oh, at Grand March? Yeah. Yeah. Teachers that care, I guess. It's unfortunate that you're not one of those. I totally went to Grand March a few times. Like, if you (laughs) ask me enough times, I'll go. I don't know why I'm there. Parents are like, what's this weirdo doing here? And I hate that. Where is the prom dance located at? That's a good... I think it's in the gym. Like the high school gym? Yeah. Prom is in the gym. Grand March is in the primary. And then after prom is in the middle school. Have you ever considered what it would be like to not have your high school dance at the high school? Because ours never were. The thought of having a dance in a cafeteria just does not make that any better. <laughs> Granted, the location of ours arguably was even worse, but... Where'd you have it at? All our dances were in churches. Ooh. You know those mega churches? Yeah. Where they have like a giant... They like take over an old Walmart or something and they yeah. have giant, uh, I guess, dance floor or some open room. Uh, we had prom at uh, a Christ- like the first Christian church, if I recall, and we had homecoming and I don't know, at some other church i don't remember the denomination specifically but yeah so you're like getting your dance on or grind on or however you choose to operate during those hours and you look over and there's like jesus on a cross and it's a confusing time i see you but at the same time i'm here like you look over and you see like oh there's the food pyramid like (laughs) if i were on student council i'd be looking at to get it off site or something i feel like that would generate more excitement Oh, one thing. Alternative music is considerably not on any of the playlists. Alternative music is underrepresented in every facet of life. And the worst part is it's very, for the most part, easy to listen to. 
Oh yeah, it's like not, you play it for people and they're like, I like this. Yeah, it's well, not on the radio, but this and, is a good song. Sure, and that's why it's alternative. But I feel like you could dance to a lot of alternative. Yeah, or like punk rock. That's not in the dance list, right? And it's just top forty. So you would definitely advocate for a little more diversity in music. Yes. Country at a dance. I don't know why that exists. Country at all. For slow songs. I. But I mean, play some. I don't know. Enrique Iglesias, like, you know that hero song? Oh, yeah. That's like 03 middle school dance slow That's dance song. because it's 03 middle school dance song. I've been in your dances. They're playing 03 songs. Stop. Don't bring it up. <laughs> Honest to goodness, I've been out of high school for 10 years, and when I go to your dance, I feel like I'm in high school during my high school years at your dance. That's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> All of that's bad. I, I don't want to be there whatsoever. But then I hear these songs. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, they played that at my dance. Flashback. And I get if you're doing a flashback theme, that would make sense. Like the cha-cha slide. And Ew, I don't know why those still exist. The yeah. cha-cha slide, the electric slide. Yeah, those classic dance songs. Any of those. Also, someone put the chicken dance, the chicken song. What is that? Like, da na 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 Yeah. Na, 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 that is going to be played this weekend. That's like a song you play at a dance for old people. I want to throw up. And I respect the elderly significantly, <laughs> but like at a nursing home, when they herd them all into like the main room and they play music, yeah. that song gets played. That's it. And that's going to be played at your high school dance. Yes. I think that maybe they assume that the only thing we can do is grind. And so they want to take us all the way back to the easy stuff. That's they fair. I mean, that honestly is probably some of it. Oh my gosh. They request songs that like, what songs can students not gyrate to? And that would, for the most part, probably be one of them. Yeah, there have been times when I supervise dances and we'll get to like, what time do they start? Like eight? I think so. Yeah, you get to like nine or 9.15 and there are three or four kids there. Yeah. I mean, those kids come early because they are like super excited about the dance for the most part. The kids on the outside of the circle that don't do all the the fist pumping and the grinding seem to have a lot of fun though. They don't have the same True. sentiment as everyone else. That dances suck. They just really that's enjoy fair. them. There is a population of the high school that, that is, that's their social. Event. Yeah. That makes me feel bad for advocating we get rid of all of them. You're taking the fun away from some of your students. That's true. Because what if they don't have anywhere else to get, get all dressed up to go to? That's true. You have opened my eyes. That's the beauty of this podcast is I consider things that I don't normally consider. But if you did switch over to Morp or high school movie night, yeah. You could still have social interaction and have fun. All right. We are joined here by Ray Rakov, the author of, was there a hashtag on your article title? Um, no. No hashtag. Make high school dances great again. Make dances great again. Make dances great again. All right. Butchered that about four times already. <laughs> Would you like to tell us about your article? My article basically said that the music out winter dance and dances before were not meeting the standards of the students. No one liked the music at all. So I said, this is how we can fix it. This is what the students can do. And this is what the staff can do. And we can work together to make dances great again. I thought it was a very well written article. Thank you. Uh, I, I like the direction that the newspaper takes a lot of times, and you were exactly right. You presented a problem and solutions, and I think most journalism does not do that, so I commend you on that. Thank you. Clearly, I don't know if that resolved any of the issues. I did see that the list that you requested, uh, the big sign-up sheet, which you mentioned in the article where students could write down what they wanted, uh, that did get implemented, correct? Uh, yes, for the most part. My issue with that is they've had that before. And I think that was part of the problem, right? They don't actually play music from that list. Yes. In their defense, though, I know that last time the list was 
very, very inappropriate, which I can understand, but I know that there have been lists in the past that were not as inappropriate, yet still were not played. Do you think the school made you a commitment where they will play more things off the list, granted they are appropriate? Do you think we've overcome that barrier, or do you think this next dance is going to be similar? I think that we have overcome that barrier because, like, multiple people have asked me, like, the list, is it okay? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I said yes, and they said that they would give it to the DJ specifically. So I hope that they do so. And we had a process. What happened was the list was given to a group of teachers. So our assistant principal went through the list and saw what lyrics weren't appropriate and took some about some of them out. And so we only have 12 taken off of the list that were too inappropriate. That seems to be better because I, I agree. Sometimes those lists are filled with songs that students know would never be played at a dance, no matter how hard you want them to be played. Yeah. Sometimes 85 consecutive F words. Thirteen year olds is a problem, so I can agree with that. But I do commend you for your article, and uh, it sounds like you did get some change implemented. Um, yes, through a lot of controversy and negativity, I feel like we have made a list that is fun for students, okay with the staff, and will make dances great again. Snaps on that. Yeah, I like that. Why do you think that article like fired people up so much? I thought it was very innocuous. It was like a well-written, nice, calm thing. It was like, here it is, here's how we fix it. And people got really upset. I didn't mean to offend anyone. I tried to be respectful of everyone. But I know with multiple conversations with many teachers that it offended people. I'm not really sure how. I still don't really know how it offended people. But I feel like the school almost felt a little threatened that a voice was, you know, speaking up, trying to make a change. And Yeah, I don't really know. Like, the students wanting to make a change scared them, I think. Change is scary sometimes. Yeah. Do you think we're good at listening to student opinions overall? Like, in your experience as a high school student, this goes to both of you. I'd say we've done a decent, students have done a decent job of speaking up about what we want. For the most part, we have new water fountains and microwaves in the cafeteria so we get some of the things we want and i know the bump out in the parking lot was fixed because of students but some things aren't changed we don't have a bigger parking lot that's true and that's been a complaint for the entire time i've been here yeah you guys have been asking for that and it doesn't change yeah i know hallway crowding is a big issue and longer passing periods is just stuff like that I appreciate what you do as a student as far as using your platform to advocate for change. I think it's very admirable. I'm sorry if you were crapped on during that process. It's all right. It was all worth it. You will find that if you would, if you want to change the world, you will be crapped on constantly. Yes, I've found that as well. What a good journalist. Thank you. <laughs> do you have any future plans of any articles that are going to get uh, people all fired up? I do want to write more fiery articles. Very good. But I don't have any plans in mind right now. But I feel like the KHS Pauperant journalism has taken a turn and actually matters to students. And I want to keep that going and continue making changes. That's a good point. I don't think anybody really paid attention to the paw print before this article. My grandma even asked me about it. So you're reaching elderly. Awesome. And that's how you know you've made it. When grandma's like, hey. (laughs) That's how you know. Yeah, I'm glad that your grandma liked my article. (laughs) Well, again, thank you for stopping by the podcast. Uh, We will definitely have you back again if you would like to write some other article that will get the... uh, That will shake the nation. I'll try to continue writing shake-worthy articles. Shake-worthy. Very (laughs) nice. All right, thanks. 
And there you have it, folks, the previously unreleased episode of Two Millennials One Podcast. Next week, we'll be back with some fresh content. I appreciate everyone hanging tight with us as we uh, navigate this busy time. For my song pick of the week, I'd like to recommend a tune. Uh, it's an older tune. It's a song called For Drew by the band Say No More. Good luck finding it. It's on YouTube somewhere. Pretty obscure. But it was a really important song to me when I was growing up, and I think all of you would enjoy it. It's a catchy tune. Again, thanks for checking us out this week. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.